I'm Remy Warren, and I've lived my life in the wild. As a professional guide and hunter, I've spent thousands of days perfecting my craft. I want to give that knowledge to you. In this podcast, we relive some of my past adventures as I give you practical hunting tips to make you more successful. Whether you're just getting started or a lifelong hunter, this podcast will bring you along on the hunt and teach you how to live wild. This podcast is brought to you by Mountain Tough and Yeti. A lot of the tactics I talk about here require you to be in top physical shape. So I partnered with Mountain Tough to help get you ready for the mountain. With their science-based hunter-specific training app, you'll get in shape and mentally tough, able to tackle any hunt. Because we really believe this will help you be more successful, as a listener to this podcast, we're giving you six free weeks to get you started. Just use code LIVEWILD. It's no secret Yeti has some of the best and most durable gear out there. But when it came to hydration, they previously didn't have a great backcountry solution. Well, that all changed with their new Yonder water bottle. My Yonder covered the backcountry all across the West last season while chasing mule deer, elk, caribou, and more. It's about 50% lighter than their insulated Rambler, but still has that Yeti toughness. The best part is they've now got them in four different sizes, so you can pack the bottle perfectly fit for your hunt. To top it off, there's also great options for customization. You can check them out now at yeti.com. Well, everyone, welcome back to the Live Wild podcast and happy Thanksgiving to you. This is a time of year where you might be around friends and family or you might be in the mountains. I know for me and my family, it seems like we're always hunting on Thanksgiving, but it is nice to be able to join around the table, maybe share some wild game and enjoy Thanksgiving with your friends and family as well. Today, one of the things that we love to talk about on this podcast is gear. And I always talk about gear at random times of the year. And then I often do a kind of Christmas gear list sometime in December. And then people always say, I wish I would have known that when everything was on sale. And that is a great point. So today I'm going to be running through some of the gear that I've been using, just some of my thoughts on certain pieces of gear. And you're in luck because there's a lot of what are called Black Friday sales, which are essentially like a month long now. But no, they're mostly about, I don't know, starting on Monday and ending, what, probably the sun Monday after like a week around Thanksgiving. And there's some pretty incredible deals. And so there, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is on sale now. And there's some things that I personally needed or, or wanted to try out and buy. And I essentially waited until this week to purchase them because... It's like, man, you can get some some screaming deals. So in order to help you guys out, I've also compiled essentially list of deals on my website. So remywarren.com, if you guys haven't been to my website, you can go check it out. But on there, I also decided to just help you guys. So if there's some gear that I'm talking about and it might potentially be on sale, I tried to look for as many types of sales and other things that I could for some of the stuff that I'm talking about and it should be on there can't find them all but and sometimes stuff pops up and it might just be for a day or whatever but if you're listening to this podcast i'm i'm here to help you we're going to talk gear and we're going to talk it at the best time of year because the majority of this gear you can't get at a better price any other time of year so that's a savings you can take that saved money and go buy a tag and go hunting so you get the gear and you get the tag it's it's a win-win the way I want to do it, I, I just kind of broke it down into categories and I thought it'd be fun to 
you know, talk gear, talk some of my thoughts on things that I've liked, and then just kind of category by category. And I'll even throw in some some stories from this past season. One of the things that I like to mention before or every time we talk about gear is I'm, I work with a lot of gear companies. Some of these are sponsors, some are not. But I, I do get to try a lot of gear within certain categories. The companies that we work with, I get to do a lot of gear testing. I also get to sample a lot of the items within their product line. So I, I get really familiar with certain products and product lines and, and also get to have my favorites and have tried a lot of different stuff, even through the testing phase and other things. So I think that that's always good to talk about. But, you know, all these opinions of mine on gear, because it's the gear that I like, and these are my opinions. Nobody's telling me to say this stuff, but this is just stuff that I got to try this year. Some of it's new stuff. Some of it's tried and true stuff. Some stuff, stuff that... Uh, I might have picked up or sampled or or who knows where somebody I've guided could have given it to me or just been on hunts. I get to hunt with a lot of different people, been on a hunt with someone and thought, oh, that's really cool. I should I should try that out or or maybe really liked that and maybe I'll give that a try. So we'll just dive in now to some of the gear. It'll be a pack dump of sorts and kind of the way I like to do a pack dump, you got to start with the pack. As you know, Stone Glaciers, the company that I work with, and because it's, I really enjoy their packs. I think they make the best packs out there. And so I think, you know, it's probably the question too that I get asked the most on when it comes to gears, like, okay, what pack should I do? And I like to break it out in backcountry or multi-day packs and day hunt type packs. The one that I've kind of fallen in love with, especially this year, is the Approach 2800. This would be your day pack type backpack. The thing I love about the Approach is it's lightweight, but it has enough room to, you can go over, I've done multi-day trips out of it. And the thing that I love about it for a day hunt is it's super light, but it also is very functional. I like the pocket on the back for the spotting scope because that's something that I'm accessing constantly. And then also on the outside, there's places, a couple different locations where you could put either like trekking poles or your tripod for your spotting scope um, on the outside. You can, I also kind of, you can configure the buckles if you want to go over the tripod or over the tripod and the spotting scope or just over the tripod. The thing that I also really like about it is, okay, it's a 2,800 pack, but yes, you can pack an elk out in it because it has a load, essentially like the load shelf portion, but you don't have to alter the way the pack is set up. So a lot of packs with the load shelf, you kind of have to redo the straps. This one, you just unbuckle it from the frame, throw that quarter or whatever on there, and then away you go. And I'll always keep one of those Stone Glacier load cells as well, so it holds whatever meat real nice and tidy up against the pack, especially if you bone it out. With that day pack, I can still pack out a good portion of an animal, if not the whole animal, and have all my gear. And it's super light and easy to access. I like the the main pocket. I like that spotting scope pocket. I just love the design of it. And then I'll throw on just as an accessory, I've got like the hip holster water bottle. I actually need to get another one of those because uh, I keep switching it between my two packs that I like, but have my water bottle there and man, away we go. 
Now, if we're talking overnight backcountry hunt, or maybe you're just primarily an elk hunter, having that little bit extra room is always nice. The Sky Tal 6900 is the one that I go with. There are larger packs that they make. Um, I always kind of say just go with the big one. If you're going to get a big one, go with the biggest one, and then because you can always cinch them down. However, I like the layout of the Sky Talus because it, it kind of has that dual spotting scope pockets on the side. I call them spotting scope pockets, but it's just two extra pockets, one on each side. When I'm backpack hunting, I use one for my spotting scope, and then the other one I generally put my tent in. I like having the tent kind of on the outside but in a pocket. That way if it's wet or other things, it doesn't really mess up whatever is inside the pack you could always strap the tent to the bottom of the pack but if it's raining or something like that i don't know it's just nice to have it in that side pocket and so i, I like the layout of the sky towel so i'd say these are just my picks my personal favorites can't really go wrong with any and you know you kind of match your pack to your preferred hunting style but i'd say those two are really good and also the sky towel is really nice for even just day hunting i mean i use that one a lot it isn't until recently that I started using the, the approach a lot. But I think between those two packs, those are just my personal favorite picks. And, and those are great packs, but you can't really go wrong with, with any Stone Glacier pack for sure. The next category is going to be camping. This year, I got, I finally got my titanium cup. <laughs> I think I talked about that on a previous Christmas podcast. And it was like someone I was hunting with had a titanium cup i was like i gotta get one of these and then i just didn't get one um i don't know i, I don't know why but i ended up getting one and it's awesome because I, I can boil water in it it's lightweight it's a camp cup just a lot of benefits with late season i like i would always have like an aluminum type cup because i would just pack snow in it throw it in the fire if i've got a glassing fire warm up some water whatever it's just great to have and I got the one I got was just from the Go Hunt Gear Shop. It's one of their branded ones, and man, I love it. There's they've got a couple different ones on there. Uh, you can get a, get it with a lid. It's got a. It comes with a lid, a little bag. It's got a little handle that folds in and out. I love it. It's awesome. It's everything. It's was dreaming it would be. So <laughs> titanium cup high on the list, and they've got them for a really good price, and especially right now. So. That's something to look into if you're in the market for that. We're talking cups. We got to talk coffee, right? There's nothing better than putting some coffee in your cup. As I've tried nearly every kind of instant coffee. Black Rifle coffee, their instant coffee is definitely the best in my opinion. I've tried many of them side by side. And oh, so this, I always bring myself some black rifle instant coffee because you just never know but i went on a hunt when i was sheep hunting this year and i had in because my buddy jeremy who we went through for the sheep hunt had gathered our food for us and everything so um there was some regular instant coffee which i used to like the nescafe ones i don't even know how i drink now after having <laughs> black rifle stuff i'm like i don't think i could barely choke down the nescafe ones which I used to drink those like as going out of style in the backcountry. So you just adapt to what you're used to, I think, right? Because I think about when I first started backpack hunting and it was just bad instant coffee. 
I think people listening in Australia and New Zealand are like, no, that's our normal coffee. We just drink instant coffee, have a cuppa in the middle of the day, and that's that's the good stuff. And in that scenario, it, it is good, right? <laughs> but now there's just so many good, like, I guess they're freeze-dried instant coffees. I don't know. There's just a lot of good options out there now. And now, too, there's, like, the tea bag styles and the pour-over styles. If you're a coffee drinker, now's the heyday. If you're a backcountry coffee drinker, you can just have whatever you want now. So that's good. When Oh, this is, this is one thing. Stove. I'm a MSR guy. I just, I don't know. I like them. I think not, I mean, I own some jet boils, but MSR is always my go-to. I, I don't know. I just like to be that, that guy. Like you, you've got your brand of something that you like and that's mine when it comes to stoves. But this is the one's on my list and I actually am going to hopefully buy it tomorrow because I, I almost bought one earlier this season and it was just like they're little cost they're pretty expensive and i'm just like i I'm, i can i can hold off a little longer but it's a jet boil product because the genesis base camp system because i've been using just a crappy coleman camp stove for just like when i'm truck camping base camp hunting for years and it's just it's a piece but also it doesn't really pack up that great and stuff breaks on it i mean i've <laughs> had it forever and it just takes forever to boil water and if the wind blows oh man you're just waiting even longer uh whether you're cooking or i don't know it's just it's not ideal right i mean that was a i think i got that one at walmart like 15 years ago i don't know it wasn't that expensive but i saw i was going to get some fuel before my i think it was before my yeah it was before my nevada deer hunt or before I went down to New Mexico. And I saw this jet boil, Genesis Base Camp. And I thought to myself, I need to have that. <laughs> but I decided to wait until I could get it on sale. I don't know. Because uh, I was like, I, I can get by. I've, I've made it this long. But I saw that. I was like, that's a, that's a good gift. That's a good, that's a solid piece of gear. That's a solid piece of kit. I mean, I don't own one yet. And I'm talking about it on my gear list. But that's one that I'm... I'm going all Black Friday on for myself. Uh, if we're talking about camp, you can't not talk about a tent. The Sky Solus one-person tent. I actually got a test field test this one. Well, I mean, it's been out. I guess it came out last year, I think. But I got to field test this one in the prototype stage and was super stoked when it came out. And then they came out and then they sold out. And now they've got them in stock. I actually just went on their website. Uh, today to check and they did have them on there as of when i looked awesome tent lightweight i've taken it on multiple sheep hunts in wet terrain i took it on my doll sheep hunt this year i've just backcountried that thing i love that tent it's it's a little home away from home for me so that's a that's a really good piece of kit and then this one was new for me this year the stone glacier sky tarp 10 so it's just a essentially a tarp it's got 10 guy points where you can put it out and it's super lightweight i carry it more as like a glassing shade if it's raining i can get under it and glass more like a a tarp you know i've used it i put meat on it this year as a tarp um one of the guys that i was with we were packing out elk didn't have 
I generally like to carry like a contractor bag so my pack doesn't get all nasty. And he didn't have one, so he just wrapped it in that sky tarp, kept his bag clean. It was awesome. Uh, I did look online and they were sold out, unfortunately, because I was going to buy one for my brother for Christmas. So he's not getting one. But um, I don't know. They might they might come back on or available. I, I think if you just subscribe to their newsletter or whatever, that I just said it's worth mentioning because that was one of the things this year that I added to my kit and have really enjoyed having, even just sometimes around base camp or whatever. And then early season, I could see using it as just your shelter where you just use a trekking pole, stake it out and and make it your tent. It's super versatile and it's nice for a lot of different uses or even just around whatever base camp, you got a little bit of extra shade. You can use it as a glassing shelter. You can use it for so many different things. It's lightweight and it's awesome. I really like it. I see why they sold out because it's a pretty sweet, pretty sweet product. This is, we're going to talk about water, all right? And it's like, when it comes to filtration, generally I don't, I mean, generally I try to drink water that I don't necessarily have to filter. I know that's, I'm not advocating it for everyone, but I don't always filter my water. Uh, There's a lot of places that I hunt that I feel like the water's fine and I'm pretty smart about it and I've been doing this for years and rarely get sick <laughs> but when you do get sick it's no bueno this year I was in Alaska and it wasn't filtering any water but there was one like stagnant pond because I'm talking like I was taking my water is dumping rain too I mean it could just help my yonder bottle out and just filled it up from the sky I mean, most of the place I was filling up was just pumping out of the ground. It's The earth was filtering it better than anything you could buy could. But there was one place where, I don't think, I, I don't know if I talked about this yet. There was one place where it was more of a pond and it was, but we had a big climb and we didn't know where any more water was. So we were like, we got to fill up, but we're going to filter it. Well, I carry a SteriPen for my filtration but this water was nasty looking and a couple of the guys had these like water filters. I, the pump filters are just such a pain in the ass in my opinion, but these uh, two of the guys with us had these newer filters that are, it's like a micro filter. It looks like a bunch of spaghetti is the way that the filter works. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I guess I've been out of the filter game for too long using my SteriPen, but it's got, and it attaches to a soft water bottle. One of them had a, one brand was Sawyer. The other one was a Catadine, Catad, yeah, what, however you pronounce that. I think it was the Catadine Be Free, I think it was called. And then the Sawyer, I don't know, bag filter, something like that. So essentially you put water in the bag and then you squeeze it out and it's pretty quick and it worked really awesome. This particular pond was a little scuzzy. I was the last person to use the filter and... I'm using it, which it should be perfect. But as I'm using it, I'm squeezing really hard because the filter kind of got plugged up from all the pond scum. And when I did that, the top popped off and the dirty water got into my bottle. And so I'm hiking and I go to take a sip and it touched barely touched my lips. I'm like, oh God, this tastes like dead fish. It was disgusting. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to drink that. Uh, I'm going to get my SteriPen out and give it another extra dose of UV light. So I give it the UV light, but the, 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 you know, when I, in hindsight, uh, 
the, the green light was on, like the thing was like, it was working. Well, I didn't figure this out until, you know, I didn't really put two and two together because UV light, you can't see with your eyes, but there's a little bit of a light that flips on in these SteriPens that shows that, that it's like, I think it's just for our comfort of like, oh, I see the light. It must be doing something. Well, the UV light or the, the little light in on the wand wasn't on, but the green light thing on my SteriPen was. Okay, fast forward till after the hunt and I got super sick, like very, very sick. Probably the sickest I've been in recent history. And I had to, I got so sick, I had to get an IV and I had to get some medicine to get me to stop puking because I was just, I mean, it was bad. Um, I've had all kinds of weird stuff and this one, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm just, I don't know, it could be Jared and I actually didn't get, tested but I, I was real sick and the uh so i got the i got the i needed the uh, iv because i couldn't hold liquid down i needed the whatever the what is it called there's some drug they give you keep you from vomiting and all that kind of stuff whatever uh and yeah i lost a lot of weight and was sick for quite a while and then I realized after, was it, well, first week of rifle season, I still had that SteriPen. I didn't really think about the SteriPen not working. I just assumed that it was working. But the I, I ended up realizing that the SteriPen also wasn't working. So I had the water filter, give me bad water, and then my SteriPen backup didn't work. So I'm in the market for a, I say that to say I'm also in the market for a water filter now. And I think I'm going to go with both options. Again, I'm going to get the SteriPen, the ultralight version. And then I'm going to do one of those bag filters. And then just depending on the type of trip or where I'm going, decide which one I want to carry. That's what, that was a long story to say that I'm, that's what I need to do. But I, I'm in the market personally for another water filtration system. Um, and you know, I didn't have any potable aqua tablets in my med kit, which I generally always do. So I got to restock on that. I still don't, but yeah, man, being that sick is terrible. It's a great weight loss program though. You know, they, people keep talking about some drug Ozempic or something. It's you go drink some crappy pond water in Alaska. It's cheaper. And you, I lost like 15 pounds, 20 pounds, something like that in a matter of not very much time. It was, it was horrific, uh, but <laughs> it's neither here nor there. I am now going to begin. And one thing that I did realize, I wasn't familiar with those squeeze filters, but I watched the video afterwards and they're super easy to clean out the, the filtrate, the filter if it gets plugged up like that. I think you just like rinse it off, like shake it in the water, get whatever's in there out and then keep squeezing. Seems pretty easy. So I'm going to go with those options. When it comes to water, you got to have something to put it in. I go, I, I really do like my Yeti Yonder bottles. I got the clear one. I like the clear one because then I can see the critters swimming around before I drink them. You can't think about it too much because sometimes it's just backcountry. Like your water always has crap in it. I like to, I don't know. It's probably better to just get like the gray version of it and then you don't have to look at it. But I don't know. A glutton for punishment i'm like ooh, look at the little fish i'm drinking <laughs> these ones are gonna make me sick 
one, uh, as you guys know, uh, the the drink choice of the year, Blue Raz from Wilderness Athlete, Hydrate and Recover. I still love that stuff. I've been drinking it a lot. Pretty much drink it daily. And that's still my favorite. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we can make a, if we can make a flavor that beats Blue Raz, that's a, that's going to be tough. And then, oh, this is a new, for the, you know, I mean, I've talked about this in the past. I don't like water bladders because they just fail damn near every time. And every time, you know, my dad likes them. And every time I go on a hunt with him, I tell him, you shouldn't use that. And then it fails and his gear's soaking wet. It's just like, I don't know. He just likes to be wet, I guess. Anyways, uh, I was hunting with a friend of mine and I actually have one of these as well. I actually got one. It's called hard side hydration. So if you're the type of person who likes to use a hose, likes to drink out of the hose, but you like the hard water bottle, then this is pretty sweet because it's just a hose that hooks up to your water bottle. You can hook it up to Yeti Yonder bottle. They've got, I think they've got attachments for, you know, different bottles that are out there as well. So it was pretty cool. Um, I think that, you know, if that's you and you like that, this is a, it's a pretty sweet product for that. It's a great idea. I think, I don't know, I, I still like just having a cap that I can tighten on, tight on, get it on there so it doesn't leak. But he, my buddy never had any problems with it. He ran it all season and yeah, it, it was pretty cool. So just a, a product to look out for. And it seems like a, a pretty sweet deal. So something to think about. Next category is going to be outerwear, you know, boots and we'll go boots and clothes. I did this year. I tried a new pair of boots from Schnee, the mission boots. So that's like, I'm normally a taller boot guy, I guess, higher boots, but this was a shorter pair, more like their Kestrels, but I think a little more aggressive than the Kestrels. This is, I wore this on my desert sheep hunt and I wore actually on most of my hunts early season this season uh oftentimes i'd run the timberlines but i had i kind of had i kind of retired because they, they had put so many miles on those boots like if you uh, let's see if you were reincarnated as a piece of equipment you would not want to be my boots because they get beat like and i will wear boots till i will wear them into the ground that's just how i like to roll like i i don't like to retire them too early i, I always give you know, if my boots been good to me and we've had a lot of good hunts together, I always give them one last hurrah, like one just hellish hunt. And my Timberlines, I worn them everywhere. And then I ended up just essentially retiring them after my Alaska hunt because they were, it was where, <laughs> this is, I had a pair that were to replace those ones, but I didn't break them in because my other ones are so comfortable and then it just got to like the time of the hunt and it was too late to break in the other pair. But I, through scouting and everything, I was like, oh man, I should probably not. I was like, this is just going to be the last trip for these because they were just borderline probably. I don't know how many miles I put on them. Whatever the recommended mileage is, I probably doubled it. I, I mean, I could confidently say that. And so... Yeah, but I, I do, I, I got another pair to replace those. Uh, but because they weren't broken in and I had these mission boots that I did break in earlier, I really enjoyed those. 
And then still, I think my favorite Schnees are the bare tooth, 200, like for later season, 200 gram bare tooths. They feel like slippers. I actually put a, I got, I got, I had a new pair. I put them on. I didn't break them in. And I went on a hunt. I, the, for some reason, the bare tooths fit me like, dude, they're so comfortable. They're just, I don't know. That's the, everybody's foot's different, but I recommended them to a friend of mine and they fit him really well as well. So, I don't know. There's just something about those boots that's special. I like those ones. Those are those are probably one of my favorites. But if you're talking about slippers, something that fits like a slipper, slippers fit like a slipper or a camp moccasin. <laughs> On that Alaska hunt, one of the guys, Max, had these first light camp mock booties. And I was pretty envious of that piece of gear. Every time I go on a good backcountry hunt with other people, somebody will bring some kind of creature comfort that I didn't really know existed. And then I start to debate, like, because I never bring anything for comfort. I never really think about it. But, like, when I went on my stone sheep hunt, one of the guys had a air pump for his thermarest. I was like, all right, that's going to, that, I'm going to add that to the kit. So I got that. But I can't report, I talked about that on a, I was like, this is going to be what I'm going to get for Christmas for myself. I ended up getting it, but my Thermarest mattress, my Thermarest pad was too old to accept that. It had like a different kind of valve system. So I saved the the pump thing. And now I'm going to get a new air mattress Thermarest pad because uh, mine popped. But anyways, back to the camp mock. So, Max had the camp mocks and those look pretty comfortable. So I decided I, I got some now. I'm actually wearing them right now because I'm podcasting in an uninsulated barn and it's 20 degrees and they're very comfortable. I'm in all my down everything and it feels good right now. I'm pretty, I'm pretty toasty. But the the camp mock, I actually this year, well, I was guiding and one of the guys shot a, a deer and we had to cross the river or a deep creek, I guess. And I had my pack boots on because and it just started dumping snow and got it was pretty cold. So this season's been unseasonably warm, but there was like one week of just insane snow and cold. It was re- real early. So I crossed the and it when I went over, it was daylight. Well, yeah, it was daylight to retrieve the deer. So we crossed in the daylight and it was like ankle to calf deep did not get my boots wet well coming back definitely didn't go the same way in the dark and it was like knee deep and my boots just got soaked and they were pack boots and i had my pants tucked into them so it just just soaked up the water and so i and then they were just they were soaked so but i did have my camp mocks so i put my camp mocks on and they were really warm and it was nice. But I, I had to I, I had to walk back to my tr- truck after like, I don't know. So I, I got to my truck, got to the house, had the camp mock. So I had my boots off at this point. But it was just dumping snow and I didn't want, I was like, I'm not going to get these camp mocks. I had to go do some stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to get them all wet. So I decided to put them in. This is stupid. I decided to put them in a sandwich bag, right? I'm like, I don't know. They might even be semi-waterproof, but it was fairly deep snow. So 
I, I have like two like sandwich bags or bread bags, not sandwich bags, bread bags. And I like put my, the bread, my camp mock in the bread bag. And I step out <laughs> into the snow and just eat shit. It was so slippery. <laughs> it's like just feet right out from underneath me. So I can say this, the camp mocks are awesome. Don't try to waterproof them with a bread bag if it's, wet and snowy it's super slick it's like ice skates lesson learned I, i'll never try that again i'll just go i'll just use the traction on the camp mock and walk in the snow but after being so wet i thought yeah might as well just not get these wet too and then i uh, paid for it when it comes to clothing the thing that i think i don't know if i talked about this one but I think probably my favorite jacket right now in the first light lineup is the Unc Foundry jacket, Unc Compadre Foundry jacket, because it's it's good. It's for colder weather. It's definitely you you need some cold for it because it's pretty warm when you're hiking around. But it's like a puffer jacket that's got that wind water layer on the outside, so it's like a protected puffy. I've been using that a lot, actually. When I first got it, I didn't think that it was going to be something that I'd use a lot. But I end up, that's like the one that I end up grabbing, especially when certain weather conditions hit. I mean, I've got a hunt this this coming week that that's on the top of the pile. And it's probably going to be the one that I, I wear. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it gets a little bit colder. But, you know, it's cold enough right now that I would wear that, especially when you sit and then you can dump some heat vent and all that good stuff so that, that was a good one that's one that i got to test last year and now i think it came out beginning of the year if i remember correctly but really enjoy that one then you know tried and true the kiln hoodie i think that's the probably the you know either that or the wick hoodie i like the hooded shirts those are just my go-to's if you if i had to pick just a go-to piece of gear from first light it'd be one of those and then just something that if it's cold out, I got the Grizzly Trigger Mitt end of last season. Really liked that. It's got like two layers on it. It's for cold. You you definitely want it to be cold, but when it is cold and you need a good glove, that's like you need to be warm. That's perfect. So those are some some of the gear as far as outerwear goes. The next category, I just classified this as shooting. And some of this stuff, you know, one of the things, you know, sometimes you'll get something and you don't really know how you're going to utilize it or whatever. But, you know, I like to shoot off when I'm shooting just a sight in or shooting whatever. I like to shoot off bags. So I got these Phoenix bags. And you can find them online. And... They've got like this small rear bag. So the difference between normal sandbags and these Phoenix bags is like these Phoenix bags are lightweight. They've got some kind of, I don't know, almost like a, I haven't actually taken one apart or anything, but it feels like really small, like packing foam or something in there, like little tiny foam balls. I don't know. So it's like a sandbag that really weighs nothing and they're awesome. And so, especially with like the, the got like a midsize rear bag or, whatever but we've been using them because they're light enough we've been using them where we'll just carry them with us on a hunt especially guiding so my guides have been taking them because when we're guiding you know you can kind of do everything except shoot and you, and really if you set someone up 
with a super solid steady rest, they can make a good shot and there's less, you have less chance of wounding something, higher chance of success, higher chance of, you know, clean kills no matter the range. So a lot of the guys have been carrying these Phoenix bags in the field, especially it's like, all right, man, you can carry a little bit more if you're, if you're day hunting or whatever, you can sometimes throw in some extra stuff, something like that. You can just strap it to the outside of a pack and you can then use your pack with like this sandbag on the pack. Pretty solid way to shoot or using as like a, if you got a bipod and then using it as a small rear bag. I've been, I've been taking like a small little squeeze bag with me even when I travel. So if I have to recite in or something happens, something got bumped or I'm just checking my zero, being able to set something underneath the butt of the stock or, and really get steady and take a good shot is awesome. And then being able to not have that weigh a lot is great. So I've been, I've been enjoying those. I think that that's just something, oh, it's just a new thing. And I didn't, well, it's not, I don't know if it's new, it's new for me, but yeah, they've, they've been great. So I think you can find those online. I, I looked it up. That's where you can find pretty much everything, right? The, Oh, this is a this is a thing that I I tried end of last year and came out this year. Is the is for a rangefinder the Razer HD four thousand GB and the GB stands for geo ballistics. So if you if you do some any kind of long range shooting and not necessarily it doesn't even have to be long range, just you have an adjustable sight or you you're gonna shoot you know adjust your sight for whatever the yardage is. It's essentially this rangefinder is a rangefinder plus atmospherics ballistic calculator. So you can run all your your dope data through it and you just click the range and it tells you what to adjust your scope to. That I really like. It's been awesome. It, it's worked really well. There's a few, um, I, I think like the the geoballistic curves work really good. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of success without having to adjust things. I've had, I've done a few little velocity changes, but I mean, that's pretty normal. So I, I've really enjoyed that range finder and it, it's got pretty much everything in it except for the wind, but you can hook it to, and you can, you can put wind factors in there and then you can pair it with a Kestrel. I have never owned a Kestrel. I've just had like other wind gauges, whatever. Um, but I did, because I got this, I did end up getting the Kestrel 5700 this year. I got the one that was like, I think it's the lowest version that atta- that hooks up to the Razer HD GB. But, and I carried it on a hunt this year, but I didn't really have it fully figured out. I, I Not that I just, I, I think I got it like too close to when I was leaving for the hunt. Like it was a last minute thought. Like I kept putting it off. I was like, I should get one of those. And then I didn't get one. And then I, I don't know. I was like on, I think I got it on Amazon. There was, because generally those aren't on sale. And there was one that, I don't know if sometimes you get like an independent seller or something that just decides to go rogue and <laughs> sell something cheaper. I don't know, but I bought it and it works great, but I just, I don't, I think it's got its own onboard ballistics as well, but I just, there's so much with setting it up that I haven't really fully figured it out yet. However, I'll report back. But I think that the system, once I, 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 after the season this year, 
I'm going to really sit down and just like figure out the Kestrel mixed with the GB rangefinder because I think that that's going to be a killer combination, even just for shooting or just for fun, just having that. Because when I did, you know, when I did enter in those factors, man, it makes a big difference when you're able to really read the wind and, and make a good shot. It's a lot of fun, especially just if you're just ringing steel or whatever, it's a lot of fun. It's satisfying to hit what you're, what you're aiming at. So that's something to think about. When it comes to shooting, I think that probably one of the best things that I've found in recent years, I'm, I mean, if you've seen myself, I've shot suppressed for a very long time, especially over in New Zealand because you could pretty much roll into any gas station in the day and get, get yourself a suppressor. Um, so they practically hand them out there. But here it's it's always been a little bit more difficult you know, you have to get the tax stamp and you got to go through the process of setting up a trust. And I think it's been getting a lot easier in recent times, but I was at, I don't even know where I was. Anyways, oh yeah, like the, the sports shows and they there's a company, Silencer Central. And they have the system figured out. Like you can, it's a deliver to your door you have to wait the time, obviously, for the tax stamp and all that stuff. But I've never dealt with a company that I can think of with better customer service. Like, it's very, very good. They're very good at what they do. So you can, you essentially, you could go online, you buy your suppressor from them. They literally, like, set up the thing. They can mail you fingerprint cards. You do it in your house. You take a photo like with your phone, you send them everything. They organize and compile everything. Then they e-file it for you. I'm probably butchering this process, but I'm just going off a of memory of what I did. But you do that. Or if you're at, I don't know, you go to like Wild Sheep Foundation, Elk Foundation. I don't know which ones they're at. They have like a kiosk too where you could do it all there. And then they they walk you through the whole process and there's just different stages. And then there's a lot of waiting in between which I read an article the other day that they might cut those wait times down, which would be awesome. I hope that goes through because it really, you really should, I love shooting suppressed. Like it just it takes the recoil out. I don't like shooting an unmanaged gun. I don't like, I'll either have a suppressor or a muzzle brake. It's just, you're. I like being able to watch the impact and with the suppressor, you don't have that problem of like having to have your ear pro in. I've just had my bell rung so many times of, you know, shoot hunting with someone and didn't get it in in time or a little one of the earplugs is out a little bit. I don't know. It's just not worth it. I don't want to, I don't want my ears ringing for the rest of my life, you know? So I don't know. I really enjoy shooting suppressed, but they make it super easy. And this is, I, I think I should try to, I, I'm going to reach out to them and see if I can get one of their guys to jump on a podcast because I think it's a good knowledge base of like how easy it is, but the pro like just understanding the process, they make the process easy. It's not in, in my opinion, it's not a super easy process, but when they like have it so figured out, it's awesome. And I got the, uh, I got a couple of them through them. I got the Banish Backcountry. I think that that's the one, if you're a hunter, that's the one you want to get. It's shorter, it's lighter. The, the I think the regular banish is just a little longer for hunting. 
or it's a little too long for hunting. The Banished Backcountry is designed for hunters. It's awesome. I've got it on my guns. So, And then you just get it in a 30 cal, and then you can go between different rifles. I know I saw an email come through the other day. They had like a BOGO sales, like buy one, get one. So I think if you buy a Banish of some kind, you can get the 22 suppressor something like that i'll have to I'll, I'll look and try to find that maybe i'll throw that on the website as well but that's a that's a good if you're looking for a good gift that's that's a pretty solid one it takes a little it's a gift keeps on giving because you do all the paperwork and you get to wait a little while but now's the time to do it because i think you'll probably get it within time for hunting you'll i would imagine you would get them by hunting season so it would be now is a great time to get a suppressor if you've always wanted or just need another one uh, i would think about that when it comes to rifle scopes still the razor hd lht light hunter tactical 3 to 15 by 42 is my favorite and i really like it because i looked i looked up the reticle because that's one of the for me i really like the reticle in that scope it's their hsr dash 5i that's the reticle i love that reticle it's got it's like open with a dot and then it has the, you know, your a little bit of drop compensation in the scope as well. I think that's the best hunting scope ever made in my humble opinion, my personal opinion. Yeah. Still on the thing of shooting, I guess I'm rambling. I like to, so I just, I got a list of gear stuff. I got it. Some of this stuff I, yeah, not tested super. I guess I haven't. Well, we'll talk about it. Muzzle loaders. I, I got a new inline muzzle loader this year because I've been shooting. I've got an old Thompson container that you have to take like 900 tools to take it apart and uh, clean it out, which is just a pain. So I got one of those CVA Acura LRs. I saw it. It was like a, you know, those mailers that come in and it's like, oh, a sale is for shields. And I said, oh, I'm, okay. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a sale guy, man. I like love buying stuff on sale. Uh, that's why I'm doing a podcast during sale time. I That was a couple weeks ago. So I got that. I got a muzzleloader hunt coming up. So I'm, I've am i been putting it to the test. And I got, there's been a, I got a, one of those Williams Western Precision peep sights for it. It seems pretty good. I like it. I don't know if I shoot a peep as well as I shoot other kinds of sights. I should. I mean, I've shot a lot of peep sight, but... I like the idea of it. It's kind of like a BDC reticle inside of essentially a peep site. It's kind of cool. It's really cool, actually. So I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on how that hunt goes. And I've been using different, you know, if you're a muzzleloader guy, it's like Blackhorn 209. But I realized I need to get better primers because I had a few just not go off right. But outside of that, pretty good. And this is, uh, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't shot it, but I'm going to talk about it. I was, my, so my brother wanted to get a traditional muzzleloader to go hunting muzzleloader season with me. And I've got like a 54 caliber traditional Hawkins style Parasoli rifle. And uh, so my brother wanted to go this year. So we're going to go elk hunting with the muzzies. And, and I got, so I'm going to do an inline hunt for mule deer. And then I'm going to do a traditional or heritage type muzzleloader for elk two different states but uh, my brother's gonna go with me and he needed a gun and i was in murdoch's which is like a i don't know if you got him where you're at but it's like a ranch supply store 
and they had all these muzzleloaders there, like all a whole pile of them, just on the shelves. I like that's what I love about muzzleloaders. It's like it's it's like where the BB guns are. Like it's just a glorified BB gun. They're great, and there was one. It's a traditional style percussion cap muzzler but you can remove the breech on it it's got like a breech plug and uh, that is worth its weight in gold because being able to clink the biggest pain in the ass about muzzler hunting i don't do a lot of it i just kind of started to get into it because it's something it's like eh, i haven't done a lot of muzzleloader hunting and i just want to get i just love hunting and then like extending the season and trying different stuff so i've been getting into more of that and it's cool my brother wanted to get into it and i found that gun i was like you got to get this gun because i really wanted it myself and i figured if he doesn't like it then maybe i'll inherit it and uh so i was showing the guys that i guide with that gun and they all went out and got it. a couple of them went out and got it they because it's like it's pretty cool it's a traditions muzzleloader shedhorn rifle i haven't shot it but it seems like for that style of rifle pretty sweet I, there's probably others like it but I don't know. I thought that was cool. I thought it was a cool find. I, I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm definitely going to shoot it this season and maybe maybe just upgrade to that for the traditional heritage type muzzleloader. I don't know. When it comes to archery, I, if you, I mean, I talked about getting to run the lift, the Matthews lift early. I really, really do love that bow. And I talked about, you know, my experience with it on the sheep hunt and it's just a just an awesome piece of equipment so if you're in the market for a new bow that's a that's a real good one and you know i will say i'm gonna plug my buddy's bow shop the solo hunter bow shop tim brunette's bow shop if you're in the reno area reno sparks area or you know making a trip that's a that's a good place to go to get a bow it's they've got a lot of knowledge and other stuff and and I don't mind helping those guys out because they are solid humans. It's like if you're going to buy a bow from someone, might as well buy it from good people that really want the best for you. That's what, that's the fun part about a bow shop, right? It's like you walk in and you feel like family. That's uh, that's that kind of bow shop. So I think that it's, it's good to – I like having bow shops because it's like one of the last – archery is one of the last things where – think about – we used to go into stores and it used to be very personable and you you had to like, you know, you knew everybody at the sporting goods shop, this, that, and the other thing. But bows are kind of custom to a person, right? You got to tune them and there's like all this stuff that most people don't even have the equipment to work on them. So, you know, bow shop is a good, it's very necessary for the sale of high-tech archery equipment. And so having a good bow shop is good as well. I'm still shooting the same arrows. I'm shooting the day six arrows. I like them. I have no need to change them anytime soon. They've been doing really well for me, and they they like what I they like the bow that I'm using, and I like the arrow, the way the arrow flies out of it. So not broken. Don't fix it. Our next category is going to be optics. I oh this is I I did talk about this earlier, but. The Vortex, you know, I work with Vortex, so I try a lot of their stuff. This one's a personal favorite of mine. They just made, I call it the Baby Razor. It's a really small spotting scope, but the Razor HD 13 to 39 by 56. 
they kind of redid it and everything about the redo is just a little bit better than the last version more streamlined more ruggedized um i'd say it's definitely more durable just based off the design also it has a little more magnification <clears throat> so that's good and it's got i think a little more optical clarity on it as well and i like the the eyepiece a little bit more so home run with that the mvp of my glassing setup this year i talked about it last week but i actually called it the wrong size but they're the razor h uhd 18 by 56 i think i said 50 last week but by 56 uh, big binos you, you know very specialized for good glassing type hunts but gosh i've just been i don't know man i've been picking so much stuff up out with them that i might not have seen otherwise and then i've been taking it's have it's a definitely a heavier setup when you got that and you got a heavy spotting scope and you got going optics heavy you know if i fall in a river i'll see at the bottom because i'm just loaded down with optics but they're killing stuff you know so it's all it's like you can't leave the stuff that's that's doing good you know one of the things i i even talked about maybe at the end of the podcast last week but I got I got a pair of these just to see what they're like. The Vortex Triumphs. It's like a I don't even know. It's a fairly inexpensive pair of binoculars. But if you got a kid that's getting into hunting, somebody that's getting into hunting, it's like I'm not really sure about it, or whatever. Or maybe they are, and maybe you just you know on a tighter budget or whatever. You know, for the price, I think with if they're on sale, you can get it for under a hundred bucks, and it comes with like a bino harness and it's pretty dang good glass it's better than anything i had for a very long time it's very it's actually shockingly good i th these were the ones i was alluding to is like these these are just put you out of business why would anyone buy anything else um i mean it's a great pair of optics i think for absolutely for the price you know it's like it's a good one to get into it's also good like i just keep mine in the back like in the truck so I always have some binos with me as a backup or if I'm duck hunting and I want to take my good binos into the marsh and risk losing them in the abyss. Uh, that's what I use them for. But I mean, they are a really good pair of binoculars and I gave them to some guys that I know that just kind of getting into hunting. I'm like, here, take these. And yeah, I mean, they, they love them. So that's a really good option. And, you know, it's a good, that's a good gift. That's a, you get that. It's like, it's got everything. I feel like, the price of the binos, what you pay for a bino harness. Um, for uh, tripod head, I've been using the Outdoorsman pan head and I just put it on my Vortex Summit tripod. Just, I like that left, right, up, down. And I knew that I had some hunts where I'm going to have to just grid the mountain with the optics. And then com combining that with big, big binos, my 18s, killer, killer combo. This is, all right. I know we're going a little long, but this is a, I think this might be the best piece of gear on this gear list and it's eight bucks. <laughs> it's a go hunt lens cleaning kit and it's got this little tiny flat credit card size squirt thing of optic solution. I don't know why I didn't have something like this sooner, but it fits in every little bino harness pocket. And then they've got the lens cloth and the little like, sweeper thing to clean the dirt out with you get, get good binos and then you if you just like look through them when they're dirty you don't have good binos anymore 
But being able to clean them is night and day difference. And having that, you know, I used to always have those little Zeiss, like white lens wipes or whatever. This is a way better system. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I would say that this is a must stocking stuffer type thing if you're buying something for as a gift for someone. This is a really good, really solid piece to add to your repertoire of gear. I did, and I got, I just like to talk about gear. I, I've decided because I got, I thought this would be like a 30 minute podcast. <laughs> it's just going to be like an hour of all my favorite stuff. But hey, I mean, we're going to talk about gear. We might as well just go into all of it. I did a, I was going to make this its own podcast. Maybe I'll go into it a little bit later, but I tried nearly every bino harness I could get my hands on this year. Just as a, I like to just try a bunch of random stuff. Not random stuff, but try a bunch of stuff. And I liked them all, I guess. It's like, but everything had, maybe there was something different about each one. So I'm going to go, I want to count one. I got five bino harnesses that I tried that stood out above. There's some other ones, but these are like the top end ones. I tried them all and I'll give you, and so I was like, this will be a bino harness review. And it's essentially, I'm just telling you the the good things about them because these ones are all like, I don't think you could go wrong with any of these. So the first one's going to be the stone glacier one. Oh, I'll go over with all the five first. So I got stone glacier, solo hunter, marsupial gear vortex and fhf so the sg one the stone glacier i like it because it was is very lightweight and very streamlined there wasn't you know a lot of there it had everything you needed but it didn't have all the extra fluff it was very lightweight i took it on uh, quite a few hunts specifically I, I did do a archery deer hunt with it just hiking a lot of miles and it makes a difference when you've got you know a little less weight up front sometimes it feels so cumbersome with all the you know your your bino harness and your backpack and there's start especially the late season da- jacket and an outer layer and all this stuff and you just get like weighed down um but the stone glacier one i, I really enjoyed the i think and that's what they're they excel in lightweight gear the solo hunter bino harness. I mean, that one I've worn more than anything. So I'm in some ways a little bit partial to it because I just, I'm, I'm, it's like, it's like a, I don't know, it's just very comfortable to me. I think that I like it because it, it's comfortable and holds the binos close to your body. I like the kind of more streamlined design of it. And out of all the ones tested, it's the only one of that. It's like the clamshell type. So all the other ones you can fold up or fold down or leave open. This one kind of continually closes, which I actually enjoyed uh, because, you know, it, there was times where maybe just not being used to the other styles, I'd like bend over and my binos would spill out if I'd had the thing down. So I see the pluses and minuses. To all the other styles are kind of more one-hand operation, but I use the Solo Hunter one and I really like how it fits. I've had a lot of experience with it though. And, you know, you can also use it one-handed operation, but I feel like the binos are kind of always secured and protected, which is nice, especially if you're crawling around, which I do a lot of. The next one is the marsupial gear. And I would say this one's definitely, out of all the ones tested, I think the highest quality, personally. And it's made in America, so I think that that probably is why it's the highest quality. 
it's got a lot of features. You know, you can you can add on stuff, but it's also very simple too. Like it, it's really good for that one-handed operation. I like how um, the the pouch can fold down and you can stow that away. But if you want to cover it up or whatever, that's that's easy too. I actually got to meet the owners, uh, Jim and his wife Hannah. I think their last name was Graham. Um, I was down in Arizona doing uh, speaking at an event for the speaking at an event for outdoor experience for all and it's where they give like if somebody returns a tag in arizona then it gets it can go to a wounded veteran or it could go to a kid with some kind of health condition Um, it's a really awesome program but anyways they were there we started talking just awesome humans great people good conversation so it's always good to, you know, like meet people behind some of the stuff that you use and you like and just like, oh, it's always better when it's awesome people too. So I, I, I thought that was good. And then just, I really liked the way it fit. I like, I really liked everything about that vinyl harness. There wasn't anything that I didn't like about it. It was just a really high quality too. And I think that that like, it just seems very durable. Like it's going to last for a very long time. The next one on the list, Vortex Glass Pack. I really liked the way that this one fit as well. I would say the the what sets this one apart is, I would say it's definitely like the soft and silent type. It's the, a little bit softer material. It's very quiet. If you're a guy that hunts a lot of tree stands, this would probably be, but you're also maybe going Western big game hunting. This might be the one for you because... It is, I feel like it, out of all of them, is very silent. Um, it's got a lot of extra strappage. So if you're a big guy too, this one would definitely fit anyone. Um, I actually cut a lot of the stuff off just to get it to to cinch down tight enough for me, but it, it fits still. So I don't know. I mean, I out of all of these, I couldn't pick a clear winner really because there's something I liked about each one. And then the last one was the FHF. It was their FOB bino harness, the one that I tried. The thing I liked about it, it's very accessory driven. So like you you could add as much as you wanted. I, you know, like you had a good rangefinder pocket. Everything was pretty, you know, straightforward. It had, you know, multiple other options for pockets and attaching accessories. I liked the it, it seems like very uh, very durable. You know, it's a little bit louder, but also had some stuff to quiet it down on the inside too, which was really nice. So I think between all of the bino harnesses, every one of them had some feature that I really liked. I, I couldn't, you know, I don't know if you've held my feet to the flames, I probably pick one, but I think for the most part, like I might just continually, now that I've got them all, I'm just going to continually rotate through them depending on the hunt, which is kind of a pain to, to switch the binos back and forth. That, I would say that's like the drawback of some of them is actually attaching the binos takes a little bit of time. Like you need a specialized, you don't, there isn't a specialized tool, but it's hard to get the little string through the string through the little sides of the binoculars. But outside of that, some solid choices. I mean, Stone Glacier, Solo Hunter, Marsupial Gear, Vortex, and their Glass Pack Pro, and then the FHF. All awesome uh, pieces of equipment. So I think you can just kind of pick the one that 
that suits your style or whatever. And I don't think you can go wrong with any of those. Now we're going to jump into what I like to call my kill kit. That's where it's got all the stuff for after the shot, when you time to process on the mountain. One thing, you know, every once in a while I get something that, I don't know, it's like new and I'm like, yeah, let's try this. One of the things that I got this year, it's called a Cape Mate. So it's kind of like a game bag for the skull or head. I it, So it's really designed for, like a lot of people, and I see this a lot, you know, I, I generally cape out the animal nearly every time and cut the bottom jaw off because I just don't want to have to carry a bottom jaw. But I would say 90% of hunters, like, cape it out. Like, let's say you shoot a nice bull or a mule deer, and especially, too, if you aren't super far, like, it's not multi-day pack out kind of thing, right? You're whatever, when you, I don't know. But, the, like, they cape it out, but leave, don't, like, cape it off the skull off the face so you've got your full shoulder mount cape you shoot a nice bull elk mule deer whatever and you get it to the head and then you cut the head off and you've got the cape there and it is kind of cumbersome to like pack up so this is designed it works as like a almost like a game bag you can use it for the skull i was using it for the skull because i often when i pack out throw the skull over the top of my pack but if i don't have like a garbage bag even i don't know it's a garbage bag or whatever could work, but, or does, you know, that's what I've used forever, but this was just a little more streamlined and a little bit of extra blaze orange does not hurt in a lot of places. But what it's really designed for is like taking the head with the cape attached and kind of bundling it up. And you can actually wear this as a pack or just straps to your pack a little bit easier. <coughs> I thought that was super cool. We used them quite a bit this season. Uh, for that kind of stuff and and even just putting in like even if you cape out the the skull and you've got whatever you just can use it as like a game bag to keep it from getting blood all over everything so i thought that was a pretty cool just that's on my new gear to look out for list uh, game bags is in my kill kit i got the go hunt ones it's just like it comes with a pack there's four of them I like the, what I really liked about those ones. They have these straps that are almost like hand, like grocery bag straps. So you can hold it open. It's like the biggest struggle, right? <laughs> like, and if you're by yourself, I did it when it was like elk quarter by yourself. That was easy because I could kind of like put a strap on something and then lift the quarter in and hold it with my other hand. So that worked good. I really liked those game bags this season. This is the first time I've used them. I don't know if they've had them for a while or not, but this is the first time I used them. I thought the the backstrap bag, though, I shoot stuff with big backstraps. It was a little small, but I think it wouldn't even matter because the other one, the other bags are definitely big enough to fit any kind of quarter. So uh, those are definitely a go-to for me. I'll, I'll keep using those ones. Also in the kill kit, I've talked about this on other Christmas item podcasts, but rapid rope, it's like a, it's just cordage, but I like the, the way that it comes so it just comes in like a, a cup with a cutter on the top and i always just have that in my truck so when i need more rope so i i ran into some kids in the mountains and uh had to give them a hand but their elk was on a pretty steep spot and i had luckily i had so i always just have put some cordage in my backpack even before i go out i don't carry the whole canister but 
um, is what I think I'll need and ended up having to tie an elk off. And, uh, and I, I keep about, I don't even know, a good amount in case I need to like lower a pack off a ledge or tie something off or hang all the quarters, whatever. I use it for a lot of different things. I had to tie these kids elk up off the mountain and I was, you know, I don't know. I, I just find so many uses for rope and cordage and I really like the way that that is. I just always got it in my truck. Super easy, super handy, awesome product. I, I met those guys, I don't even know, long, probably a, a lot of the stuff I get, it's like from when I used to go to all the sporting good sporting shows in the off season. But met those guys. I talked about it on a podcast. I've seen them on Shark Tank now. And now they're in like Home Depot. And every, I think, think you can get it everywhere now. Um, it's cool to see. They're from Idaho. And it's cool to see like a small company just blowing up. You know, it's cool. I they think they they got like an investor on Shark Tank, which was pretty cool. That's, a, I, that's an enjoyable show. And it's cool to see their story unfold. But I talked about it on a podcast as a Christmas thing. And I, they, they sent me, a, I don't even know how they got my address. Sent me like a handwritten thank you for talking about it. I thought I was like, those are the kind of people you're buying this from. You know, it's like just awesome humans. It's always nice to support people that, you know, are part of the like love hunting and, you know, good people. The, oh, kill kit, knife. You know, I, I started been working with Montana Knife Company. I've talked about them on the podcast a lot. One of the things that like is this time of year, if you're looking to get one and you aren't on their email list because they do the drops, right? So you've got, they've got a drop, you go on and you got to buy them fast because they sell out pretty quick. But there's certain knives that they try to keep in stock. So that's the Blackfoot, the Speed Goat, the stone wall and the bear tooth. The bear tooth is more of like a skinning knife. The stone wall is kind of a a little bit bigger belly on the knife. I I, I really like the stone. I mean, I like them all, but the stone wall is awesome. The speed goats, like their lightweight version, that's the one with the paracord. And then the black foot is kind of like the speed goat, but it's got a solid handle. All great knives. You can't really go wrong with any of those. I did notice, I went on, I was looking at some of them today online. There's a few of them in that the ones that they keep in stock or try to keep in stock that are already sold out. So I'm sure they're going to restock some more of those. And then some of the stuff that's not in stock, but you just, some of my favorites that they have, if you see them pop up, grab it. The Their new whitetail knife, I really like the way that that knife feels. I have not used it on a whitetail, unfortunately, but I have used it on quite a few elk this season and, and really liked that. And then the stoned goat, is one of my favorites. It's kind of like a hybrid between the speed goat and the stone wall. Uh, if that one pops up again, that's a that's another solid, solid knife. Uh, one of my favorites. After the the kill, you've got the processing. You know, I work with meat, your maker. They've got, it's all direct to consumer type meat processing stuff. It's like, I've talked about it before. It's really good stuff. I don't think there's better stuff out there, especially for the price. Like it's all commercial grade, really good processing stuff at really good price. And I saw today they had like some 30% off select stuff, which is when you're talking like the chamber vac sealers, really good discount on those right now. A couple of the grinders, really good discount on those. One of the things that's like, I think they're, I, I actually bought a couple more because 
I find them very useful. Uh, I actually went on there today and bought a couple more. There's a hamburger. It's their like hamburger patty press. And they've got those like the pre-cut paper for it. It seems, I don't know. Like, yeah, you can make hamburger patties with your hands, but you can't make them that consistent, like the same weight and size and shape. And then we'll, I'll make, we'll make them and then we'll just freeze them and then vacuum seal them like that so they're ready to rock and roll. Or before like big barbecue, big party. Just super, super easy to do. I, I My mom asked for one for Christmas, so I got hers today. Uh, I got a couple of them. And then I was like, eh, I should probably get a couple more for myself because when you're, we do a lot of like big barbecues and stuff. So being able to make a bunch at once and have somebody else make them, pretty sweet. I think that's like a their, that's a sleeper item, the hamburger patty maker. I think it's not, I can't remember what it was. It was on sales, like eight bucks or something. I could be wrong. The next category is going to be vehicle stuff. This season, I got a GFC, which is a go fast camper on my truck because I got a new truck. And I've been wanting one of these things for a very long time. They're actually made in Bozeman, Montana, or they're, Based, yeah, they're made in based in Bozeman, Montana. And it's like a camper shell. The sides, so when I been in Australia, their camper shells, they have like the whole side lifts up. And I've been wanting something like that for a long time, but you don't see them around here very often. And that's the style that GFC has. It's awesome. So like the whole side lifts up, it's really nice. Not just like a side entry window but also they seal really well they're designed for like baja racing but then having a camper shell where you know you can keep the dirt out or it's durable where you can don't have to worry about off-roading and other stuff and then the cool part about it is you can get them with or without but they also have the option for like a pop-up tent on the top and it's very streamlined so easy to put up and down and then you can access it. The cool thing too is you can access it from inside the truck bed. It's probably one of the coolest things I've I own. <laughs> I mean, like, and when somebody sees it, they're like, "This thing is legit." Like, this is it's just an awesome setup. For me, it's like perfect because travel a lot and take the truck a lot of different places, and so just having that like mobile camp, mobile base camp, is rad. It's just been awesome. I like everything about it. It's like a pretty cool. If you haven't seen them, you got to check them out. I I don't know. I've I saw them. I was in an event like four or five years ago, and uh, one of the guys there had one, and it was like, all right, this is pretty cool. And that was like their probably Gen one. Maybe it was maybe it was even longer ago. It was probably a lot longer ago than that. But anyways, it was. I was like, this is pretty sweet. And then I just seen how they've kind of adapted over the years and. So finally got one and it is, it, they're pretty rad. Uh, I'll definitely say that that is one of the cooler pieces of gear that I, I think that I own. And then I've got, I think like the way that I have my truck set up right now, the back end of that truck, let's just say my truck has a real nice back end right now. <laughs> like I gotta, I gotta do some work on the rest of it, but it like the, the bed portion is, I mean, it doesn't get any better. And then I got like a deck drawer system on the inside too. So I've got that. So I've got essentially a mobile camp that's super organized. I've got all my stuff. I can store my guns, lock my guns in there, 
when I'm hunting, I've got one drawer, my drawer on the left is like all camp gear and cooking stuff. And it's just like, it's so set up right now. I just, I've been really, really enjoying it this season. I like to, cause the new deck system has got, it's got a little more space. Like the, the drawers aren't so angled. So you, a lot more utilized space in there. Definitely, they, they just upgraded their system this year, and I really like all the upgrades. So it's a it's been a it's been an awesome awesome system for me, just especially for like traveling and hunting, and then also being able to access the gear super easy and just keeping everything organized. The whole with the truck bed with the GFC side entry and all that stuff, and then the deck system on top of that. It's been a winning combination. Another thing that I think is cool that I got is this, uh, what's the company? Boxo USA. It's like an off-road roll kit. It's got all your tools for anything you need to fix a vehicle. I think if you can't fix a vehicle with what's in that kit, you cannot fix it. Like <laughs> there's, I had to do something simple uh, yesterday and just like, I kind of almost forgot about it. I'm like, damn it, I don't have a tool for that. It's like, oh wait, I do my truck, I was fixing something on my dad's Jeep and I went in there, grabbed that. I was like, there was exactly what I needed. All right. Well, okay. There's that size and perfect. It was, it was awesome. I think that like having the right tool for the right job is important. If you do a lot of off-roading or overlanding as they call it now, I guess, like we've all been overlanding our whole lives. I didn't know it was called overlanding. Um, I just called it like hunting, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can pretty much do anything with, with that kit. It was pretty sweet. And then one last, I think the, you know, it's always good to have some kind of something to inflate your tires with. Got one of those small Milwaukee ones. I got, I got the Milwaukee one cause my dad has all the Milwaukee tools and his batteries keep disappearing. So it might benefit. Uh, yeah, that's where all your batteries are going. Dad, I keep stealing them. Anyways, uh, that's, that's a, another solid thing to have in your vehicle. So great gift idea and put that on the wish list. You probably find a deal on that kind of stuff, Home Depot or something like that. Our last category here is going to be gear protection and travel. The, another thing that I've, I've had a lot of soft bow cases and I use them a lot right? Like in the side-by-side, in the truck, going from hunt to hunt, they all suck. <laughs> all the ones I've had are just like gone to shit so fast. Like they just all fall apart, especially when they get dust and whatever. I got one of the marsupial gear soft bow cases and that is a solid piece of equipment. Um, you know, cause like the soft bow case you think about, you don't really think about it much until you have a really good one. And I needed one and I was so sick of like just having them fall apart all the time. And this one just like really good build on it, really high quality. I mean, really thought out, like awesome gear storage, little compartments where I can put my like other attachments that attach on. I, I really like it. When it comes to other kinds of protecting your gear, the Solo Hunter Bowsling, I, you'll see like all the videos where I've got that bow sling. I do it because, well, now with my damn, like I can shoot with my right wrist, but it's still not 100%. Like it's hard to carry stuff all the time 
and I'm doing like I still do a lot of self-filming. So having that extra free hand and then being able to glass as well is nice. But I really use it for the protect the strings because I haven't had any real major issues like damaging the cams or strings once I've, you know, where use that. And then as well, like the Solo Hunter rifle covers, just an absolute go-to in my book. And you can find those on solohunter.com, probably. Hunting House, either one. You'll, you'll see. I mean, I've been using those for years, so uh, those are really good. And then, you know, when it comes to gear organization, storage stuff, Yeti Go boxes, I've been using those a lot this year because they've got so many different sizes now and a little bit of something for everything, so... That's been nice. One of the things that I did find for those boxes, we call them button lights. They're just little, I don't know, it's like a little light. It takes a couple, they come with batteries in them. You can get them at, I don't know, anywhere, Amazon, Home Depot, probably Walmart. I think they're just called button lights. And it's this little tiny light that I've actually been, it's got a little sticker on the back. And they're super, they're actually pretty bright. It's like a LED, one single LED light, but... I actually throw one in my pocket. I've been taking them like backcountry and use them as a tent light so I don't phase out my headlamp um, or as like a backup emergency little light. Um, I put them inside the lids of the go boxes so when I flip open my go box, I've got like a little light built into it. It's been awesome. You buy them, they come in like a pack of, I think nine. There's quite a few of them. I've bought like two packages of them and I've used them for everything. I keep one in my pocket and then one in my pack Sometimes if I'm doing like a stock, I got to drop my pack. You know, maybe I can't mark it or whatever. I'm saving battery. Don't want to use GPS on my phone, whatever. Or it doesn't even matter. Like need to mark something. I'll just flip it on and leave it with my pack as I leave in like the evening. See this LED light from wherever. Find your stuff. So many uses for it. I'll just keep it in one in my pocket too. And if I need, you know, I've got my headlamp or whatever, but. This year I had headlamp die and I was like, oh, that little button light worked pretty good <laughs> to help out. Um, but mostly just use it for like a little, like you're in the tent or something like that. Need a little bit of a light, super lightweight. I mean, they're pretty much like disposable ones. I think once they go out, you don't, you just grab another one out of the pack or something like that, which is too bad. But yeah, super, super cool. Well, that is kind of a rundown of the, my gear list of things that I just thought were cool this year, tried or, or got to use, you know, there's some of my, I don't know. I, I like talking about gear and the way that we use it. I probably could have just picked four items and really dove into those four items. But, you know, right now is a good time. Like I said, a lot of things are on sale. I'll put on my website just links to a bunch of different, I don't know, if I find a Black Friday sale or something on a lot of this stuff, I'll put it on there if you guys are interested you can always go there and, and check it out and have links to all this other stuff on there as well. I mean, just I thought, yeah, let's do it this time of year. It'll help people out, help people find stuff. You know, now's the time people are looking for new gear. And dude, if you can get it at 50% off, some of these sales that I've seen come through are like 50% off, 60% off. Actually, I, I saw the Schnee's boots. When those go on sale, that's I pay attention. That's a, that's a good sale too. Like when you can get some really high quality stuff and, and you get a good deal on it, shoot. I mean, that's 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 a win-win. I saw some of their boots were on sale right now, which is cool. That's a good time of year to to stock up and and get your stuff because I don't think there's any other time of year where stuff is 
as heavily discounted. So I hope you guys enjoy that. You're going to take a little bit of time, cover a lot of gear, and now's a good time to do it. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh, I guess I should probably talk about, you know what? Here, here's a Christmas present. Some Live Wild apparel. We've got a hat beanie combo. We're going to do this for our, our Black Friday sale. I didn't really, I don't know. It's like, I think the hat beanie combo really says, that really is like, that's my at my core. You know, the beanie over that. It's like the best way to wear it because you can still use your hat for glassing, but keep your ears warm. No better system out there. Um, so we've got that on sale. And then for those of you that have done a pre-order of our Live Wild Spices, some of them were a while ago, That those pre-orders are about to get filled. If you want in on this run, you got to get in on the pre-order because I'm assuming that we're going to sell them out pretty quick. So Live Wild Spices, you can go on my website, find them there. You'll get them in time for Christmas. All Everything's getting ready to, to get out. Those should be shipping soon. So if you already did a pre-order, keep your eyes peeled. They're going to come in. And if you want to make sure that you get some before they go on sale, like we're going to set aside the ones for the pre-order, obviously. Um, you know, and if we sell them out in the pre-order, then that's fine too. But uh, if you want to make sure that you get the first run, hit up the pre-order right now. I appreciate you guys. I think that's, uh, you know, if you need some lucky apparel for <laughs> the upcoming season, that's it. That's a good way. And, or, you know, there's a lot of people who just say, hey, we want to support the podcast. How can we do it? Well, I finally have something to sell. So that's a good way to do it. Um, if you guys are interested, you know, it's a good gift or some gift for yourself. So that's a, that's a quality piece of gear, you know, some Live Wild stuff. We got some hats, shirts, some new designs. Uh, go check those out. And, yeah, until next week. Oh, I will say, too, you know, I the Go Hunt Gear Shop has a lot of pretty good Black Friday stuff. There's a lot of the stuff that I use that you can't really get discounted anywhere else. I did notice that there's discounts there. And then also... As of for this week, if you are looking for a Go Hunt membership, you know, you can get right now, you'll get up to $100 to spend in the Go Hunt gear store with a Go Hunt subscription. So you just have to sign up. You can use code LiveWild for that. So you'll get $100 back in the gear store that you can use for gear. That's a pretty solid deal. And then, also, that same, if you're just looking for the maps for Explorer, you can get up to $50 in their gear store. And you can use that on any gear. There's no, like, minimums or whatever. So you essentially just get $100 worth of gear um, in a gear shop with a Go Hunt subscription. Now, another cool thing that they're doing on Tuesday, which would be giving, they call it Giving Tuesday, they're planning on, if you sign up, there's a I'll put a link to the web page the land there's like a special landing page if you decide hey I'm, I the hundred dollars in the gear shop would be great but I'd rather donate that to a worthy cause there's going to be different groups and you can go in and sign up for insider and then the proceeds from that will actually be donated on that day so you could choose the organization I thought that was that's a really cool thing to do as well um, so I'll put on my website a link to that. If you guys are interested in that, you're like, hey, I'm planning on, you know, 
going out of state, doing some research in state. I want to find a tag. I want to have better success. And this is the way to hunt and hunt plan. Go hunt insider memberships the way to do it. Plus you also get their Explorer maps with that membership. And you can either get by signing up $100 in the gear shop using code live wild or on Tuesday, you can donate that to an organization. It's up to you guys. So until next week, I'm just going to say happy Thanksgiving. You can gear up, grub down. Catch you guys later.